Well, hello. Welcome to the Mocha SMC podcast. I'm Aisha. And I'm Hera. And we are the, the Mocha, Mocha SMCs. SMCs. <laughs> so we are two Black single mothers by choice who are working to unpack all of the things surrounding this non-traditional path. And in this episode, we are going to throw caution to the wind and we're going to plant an epic vacation for when Woo-hoo. the world <laughs> for when the world opens back up. Um, well, not really, uh, but we're going to reminisce about travel. And can I just say, I miss travel. I miss it. <laughs> right. So before becoming um, mamas, both Hera and I traveled quite a bit. Um, so I was actually just two years into traveling with my eldest daughter when the pandemic hit. We'd taken a trip to Jamaica. We'd gone to um, Club Med in Florida. We'd done some short weekend trips. So I had built up my confidence um, with traveling. And so with the new baby, she was just turning like one, one and a half. And so I felt confident enough to go ahead and plan a cruise vacation for the summer. We put up, we put down our down payment. And just as we were getting geared up to make the second big um, payment, the pandemic hit. And so, yeah, so I was just like, so I'd been looking forward to attempting that first trip and trying out some of the hacks that I discovered while traveling as a single woman. So so Hera, um, I know you're a fellow traveler. Um, what did you What did you love? <laughs> well, this this is a, a play on um, a movie that's a favorite of ours. So <laughs> instead of when did you fall in love with hip hop, um, when did you fall in love with travel, and what were your favorite travel locations? So can I just say I love brown sugar, and. I have a celebrity crush on Tay Diggs, always have, <laughs> and probably always will. He just gets better with age. Um, and also, I feel like when I can travel again, I'm going to be like, you know, like how Stella got her groove back uh, and, mm-hmm. and be on the beach and like find my Tay Diggs, except like my kids will be sitting there. So it probably won't be as cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I have always loved travel. And I think one of the things I really appreciated as a kid is my parents were, you know, always willing to just throw us in the car or, you know, hop on a plane when they could and take us places. Uh, I was, (laughs) I, I didn't wait for an age to travel with either of my kids. I've always sort of taken the philosophy of like, you know, when you have kids, that shouldn't just stop your life. You should just keep doing what you always do. And for me, Mm -hmm. I travel a lot. And so by the time my youngest was six months. We had been on six different plane rides with her. I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, you've flown once a month for every month of your life. Um, And part of it was motivated by like, at the time I was traveling a little bit for my job. So I would take them with me often Mm -hmm. when I would go. So she was going, you know, coast to coast. Um, And then I had a speaking engagement um, in in New Orleans that I took the kids to. We went to Hawaii several times to visit their grandfather. Nice. Um, And at first, like when she was super young, it was great. She slept all the time. She was just a little blob. Like she literally slept her way through Maui and Mm -hmm. it was amazing. Uh, It got interesting when we attempted to go to, we went on a Mediterranean cruise right before the pandemic hit it was like November of 2019, Mm -hmm. which was amazing, by the way. I'm not a huge fan of cruises, but with kids, I really appreciated just being able to drop my older daughter off and like she had a blast and I would go get a massage. 
mm-hmm. I get a little seasick. So it was, it was interesting. Um, but the plane ride from Seattle to Rome was horrible. My youngest daughter just could not take it. Like she was, let's see, she was, she had just turned one. I actually think we left the day after her birthday or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she was just, she was crazy. I felt like I was going to have to do like an exorcism in the sky because (laughs) we got up there and she was just like throwing a fit screaming. Um, Luckily my parents came with us. So my mom and I were basically handing her off for the whole flight. But by the time we got to Rome, I was cooked. I was like, I am just tired. You didn't drink the wine on the plane? Oh, I drank. I drank. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, I mean, that said, it was an amazing vacation and it was Uh worth it. I think what I learned was that neither of my kids have ever been good about red eyes. So, Uh you know, my thought was like, oh, she'll just sleep and then we'll wake up and be in Rome and like drink the coffee and it'll be amazing. And she didn't sleep. So nobody slept you know, Mm -hmm. and on the way back, it was actually much better because we took a flight where we left in the morning. And even though we were Mm -hmm. super jet lagged by the time we got home, um, it wasn't as painful because like we weren't, we could pretend like we weren't naturally going to sleep. Like, you know, right. So for us, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I will say, um, I am a big fan of travel, um, mainly because I think that it's a way to just unify, you know, people, places, humanity, and you get to, there are a lot of teachable moments um, if it's done right. And I always wanted to be the first one to teach my girls about how you interact with the, with the travel community, with the people you meet in a respectful, um, dignified way. And so um, one of the trips that I can't wait to take them on is Bali. Um, I fell in love, you know, with the the country, the peace, you know, if peace was a, if peace was a place, you know, a word, a visual, it would be running through the rice fields um, in Bali. So I can't wait to take the girls there. Um, but my most memorable trip um, as an SMC um, was a trip that I took to Club Med in Sandpiper Bay um, in October, 2018. Um, you know, my daughter was just on the tail end of potty training. So she was good to go. Um, and she was just such a, a good little traveler at that time. And I think she was about three, three and a half, if I have the, the math correct. And so, and actually both girls went with me on that trip. I was pregnant, very early pregnant at the time. I had, you know, a positive home pregnancy test. So, you know, I was just praying the whole time that this one stuck, but both girls were with me. Um, And I I think we we just really enjoyed our our time there. I traveled to meet up with some other SMCs and it was just a really good time. They were relaxed and chilled. The kids got along. And I think what made that trip memorable was that it really cemented for me the type of vacation childcare that I needed in order for me to relax and enjoy my vacation. Um, When my daughter was younger, I did take a trip to Jamaica and, um, you know, the kids had a nanny, but having to, to work that nanny relationship around the different breaks that they needed just did not work for me. It just felt really disjuncted, um, disjointed. And I don't know why I thought, I don't have a nanny. I've never wanted a nanny in my day-to-day life, my real life. Um, Why would a nanny suddenly work in my vacation life, right? And so Mm -hmm. um, Sandpiper Bay had a kids club 
you know, and it was just like dropping the kids off at daycare, like, you know, dropped her off and almost forget about it. But the staff was really good. And the kids had their own vacation. Like my daughter had a ball. She was doing adventures that I never thought like she did, um, you know, the it wasn't the, the tightrope right? Where you are on that swing, no, on the swing in the air Mm -hmm. where you got to let go and then catch and release. And so she, she did that. And, you know, where I would have been cringing as her mom, like, no, but, you know, in that adventurous setting with, you know, full safety measures and other kids, like she was just a little individual enjoying her vacation. And so at periods throughout the day, the moms would be, you know, we'd be socializing, we'd be drinking. And then we see this parade of little people walking past us, like on their own vacation, they were our kids, but, you know, just doing their thing. And so for me, it let me know what type of vacation childcare I needed. So, so I, I certainly, when we were in Hawaii, um, uh, when my daughter was a little bit older, uh, and the baby was super young, uh, it was great to put my older daughter in the, you know, the kids camp and she totally loved Mm -hmm. it because there were kids her age. And I think for similar reasons, she liked the cruise because there's like food everywhere and like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's kids everywhere. And, um, but I think for me, I'm, a very active vacationer. Like I like to hike and I like to mm-hmm. go and see new cities and stuff. So, um, so I, what I've tried to do is I will find a family member or a friend uh, who sometimes people who don't have kids and I will pay for their trip so mm-hmm. that like, you know, cause, cause they're coming and they know they're, the expectation is like, I have kids and like, you know, I, I need help. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. they're getting a vacation out of it. Um, the first time I did that, uh, my sister and I went to Lima, Peru with nice. my, uh, older daughter who was, she was like a little over one at the time. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like in many ways, the vacation from hell, but really memorable experience. We went for New Year's and like mm-hmm. the way the Peruvians do New Year's. I mean, it's like an explosion in the sky, like things that would probably mm-hmm. not be legal here in the U.S. They were just like uh-huh. fire and candles and just like all kinds of craziness. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that uh, the thing I learned from that trip was that we had gone to visit some friends of mine who are actually no longer friends uh, because of how this went down, but they had a little boy who was a bully. And so mm-hmm. like the whole vacation, he was like bullying and trying to trying to hit my daughter. And so I think I learned from then, like, be careful who you stay with uh-huh. uh, because looking in hindsight, I think it would have been better if we had just had a hotel because then it wouldn't have been so stressful to like come back and, and deal with like somebody's bully kid. Um, right. But I think that that also goes for, like you were saying, like when you, you know, before you go on vacation with somebody who has kids, you know, make sure that your kids get along. Right. Like that's right. That sounds yeah. like something you know, basic, but I think sometimes people are just so excited about planning the vacation, they may not realize, oh, my kid does not get along with their kid, which could make for a really awkward situation. Yep. All right. All right, Hera. Now, this is the fun stuff. So let's talk travel hacks, right? And and we, I know we, we've talked, we can, we can talk travel hacks for days. So let's talk about your top two, um, top two hacks that you do for, for each of your trips. Wow. That's a good question. Okay. (laughs) So one of my biggest issues is always the car seat, right? Like it, it is 
it is the biggest consideration. I mean, my older daughter now can go without a car seat or just, you know, something really minimal. Um, uh-huh. But I think that when I realized that you don't actually have to bring the car seat, uh, mm-hmm. it was pretty huge for me, right? Like, okay. and so what that could look like is let's say you've got a car on the other end. Um, you know, you can, you can rent a car seat, right. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which saves you a lot of drama, uh, of, of lugging this giant car seat through, through the airport. Um, another travel hack, I would say my second top travel hack is really just like the iPad, right. Or the tablet. Like uh-huh. I, I think there's a lot of consternation with parents around like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want my kid having too many, you know, too much time on the tablet. And I'm like, listen, like you got to do what you got to do. I'm a single mom and I only have two hands. Right. Uh And so I will say that my older daughter, she is a champ at traveling. She gets on the Mm -hmm. plane, she puts in her headset, she's got her little games and her shows. And we, you know, we pre populate shows so that she's got Mm -hmm. everything she needs for the flight. She already knows like what kinds of snacks she likes to order. Um, So I have totally trained her. We're still in the process of training the little one. And obviously that got disrupted by the pandemic, but Uh I would say car seat and tablet, two top hacks. All right. So, so, (laughs) so my, 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 my hacks are, um, I'm anal about, you know, packing. Right. And so I like to use Ziploc bags. I use a lot of them. Um, They come in various sizes, like the gallon, you know, the quart size, the jumbo one planner. You're so much more organized (laughs) than I am. I'm just like chaos, (laughs) but, but, but it, 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 and it's also cathartic therapeutic, right? So I'm packing the bags. I roll out the air, you know, and so everything lays flat. But, you know, with the the big, the big jumbo size Ziploc bags, um, you know, I can separate out their clothes from mine, you know, so they get their own big Ziploc bag that's got a handle, you know, so I can pack it through, throughout the week. Um, and then I can pack, you know, uh, liquids and creams have their own little Ziploc, you know, white clothes have their own little Ziploc. And then I actually um, will pack um, Ziploc bags for the carry on because one outfit per, per person and then swimsuits per person. And so that is, that goes into our carry on. So that's one hack. I, 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 I stock up on Ziploc bags. And then secondly, until the, the kids are like six or so, I always bring the stroller, right? Something that's foldable. Like before the pandemic hit, um, my, my kid's godmother was going to gift me this well-researched, um, I think, I forget whose stroller it was. Um, what brand stroller it was, but it was, you know, foldable, packable, compact, you could put it, but it had like, you know, good compartments and whatever. Oh, so oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bring, bring, bring the stroller until they're like six or so it's multi-purpose. Um, and I so, would consider yeah. with the stroller. And this is one thing that I had to think about when we were going to Europe, like the cobblestones and making mm-hmm. sure your stroller has big enough wheels to handle the cobblestones yeah. or else mm-hmm. you're going to be like sitting there fumbling with your little umbrella stroller. And it's, uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's one, one, one way to, you know, go splurge. If you're going to splurge, you know, the extra little bit of money on a good travel stroller with wheels, do that. So yep. I have a funny story about the, that, the, to follow up on your Ziploc thing. Um, so, <laughs> so my daughter was about, she was, I guess she was six when we went to Europe and, um, you know, I'm here thinking like, she's been potty trained for years. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is not going to be a problem. So like, of course I, you know, I have diapers and I have extra outfits for the baby. 
Um, not thinking of just the stress on little people that sometimes travel can be, right? Uh-huh. And so we're running through the airport in Frankfurt, Germany, and there's lines everywhere and we're about to miss our flight. Like we're literally like, you know, my 60 something year old parents, we're all drenched with sweat. The uh-huh. kids are crying. We make the flight literally as they're closing the doors, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> the kids are exhausted because we've been up since like 3 a.m. and it's now like 10. And we get on the plane soaking wet. And all of a sudden, my oldest daughter falls asleep in the seat and proceeds to have an accident. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no. And so I'm looking through my bag. And of course, like I've got the Ziploc bag with the baby's clothes. Uh (laughs) What am I going to do? And so we end up having to take her pants off and have her sit with like one of her little, like with just, you know, a towel over her. Uh And so I will say that is a cautionary tale to like bring extra pair of clothes for you, the Uh babies, because by the time we got there, I was soaked. I think I had baby vomit on me Uh for myself, no extra clothes for my older daughter. And I think Uh like, I think I had put in order to dry it, I, I was like sitting there with like a bunch of napkins and uh-huh. I mean, it was a disaster. And Aww. so I should be as organized as Aisha. That's really the moral <laughs> of the story here. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I had been on enough planes where just, you know, look, kids are an X factor. They spill, they throw up, mm-hmm. they pee, you know, they, they knock things over on you and on other people. So, <laughs> all right. All right. So let, let's talk. So you, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned um, navigating the airport and you mentioned packing. Let's, let's, let's go into packing just a little bit. So what's your approach for packing for you and the kids for something like a week long, two week vacation, you know, and, and, and I'll start um, just so that you can like um, take it pick it up from there. So for me, I'm a roller. So I roll everything. Like I said, I do the Ziploc bags, you know, a bag for me and each kid throughout the week, throw things into their bag. I like to use one suitcase because I like to be kind of streamlined when I go through the airport. So I'll get a medium um, to large size suitcase with wheels on it and, you know, then put everything, you know, kind of um, in the bag. So that's our, our travel bag as kids. Um, that will get checked, you know, check with check luggage for a plane. And then we each have our own carry on bags, you know, the size will fit the, the, the person. So, and then in our carry on, we might have our light snacks. We might have our toys. Each kid will have their own, their tablet, their activities. Um, and then for me, I, you know, I have, you know, the bag that will have our change of clothes. It will have, you know, anything that's too heavy, the extra snacks, you know, the hand sanitizers and all those baby wipes and all that stuff. And then I carry a crossbody bag so that I have our travel documents accessible. So each of us, our um, carry-on is a backpack carry-on. So keep hands free, you know, to wrangle little kids who've gone wayward, you know, and things like that. And so so then what is your approach for, you know, packing um, for travel? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... I hate packing. First of all, I love travel, but I hate packing. Gosh, I'm just, Uh I I think it's just because like the planning factor stresses me out because I never know what I'm going to want to wear. Right. But usually Uh what I default to is packing as light as possible. Um, Uh So like, you know, I will be that person that kind of chooses to have the laundry service at the place because Uh I'd rather pack lighter. Um, 
So usually my kids will share a small secret, uh, a small suitcase, and then I'll share a suitcase, depending on how long the trip is. Sometimes we can share one suitcase, but I also hate, I hate checking luggage unless I absolutely have to, I'll do it on an international flight. But a lot of times when we're traveling domestically, I don't even bother because, um, I just, my, my luggage has a tendency to get lost. I'm that person that's super lucky that just ends up having like you're Hera lose the bag. Exactly. Like, (laughs) Oh, this is her make sure we put this in the like extra pile for like those unlucky people. So yeah, I try, I try not to check luggage if I can possibly help it. And Mm -hmm. usually I put stuff for the baby in my carry on. And then my older daughter carries her own because she's old enough to do that. So Mm -hmm. That helps. I will say like, we should probably talk about travel documents, right? Because I think that one thing I've learned along the way is like, I made an assumption if I have my daughter's passport, we're good, right? Which mm-hmm. isn't always the case. And so mm-hmm. uh, I remember distinctly, my daughter was about four, we were going to go visit one of my friends in Canada. And he lives in a part of Canada that is like kind of in the hinterlands. And so we had to go um, to a border crossing that was not very well traveled or not as traveled as like, perhaps the one that would be, you know, closer to Vancouver. And mm-hmm. so as we roll through, I'm giving him my passports and the dude's like, well, do you have a note from the dad giving you permission to travel? And I was like, uh-huh. Uh, no, because she doesn't have a dad. And he was Uh like, well, everybody has a dad. And I was like, no, no, he, she has a donor. And so the guy's response was like, well, just because you think he's a deadbeat doesn't mean he's a donor. (laughs) And I was like, oh Lord, I did not expect to have a science lesson with this dude at the border today. Uh So we, you know, I, I had to actually explain, I was like, I don't actually think it's possible for me to get a signature, um, from a vial, vial. right? (laughs) And um, so I went and I explained the whole thing. And luckily, I'm highly Googleable. So I was just like, hey, listen, like, (laughs) I can pull this up and show you Mm -hmm. that it's actually a donor. Um, And so after he realized that it was actually a donor, he was like, I'm really sorry. Um, But he suggested that in the future, I also bring copies of their of their birth certificate to show that there's actually not a father on the second parent line. And so Mm -hmm. now when I travel, I bring their passports and I also bring a copy and it can be a copy on your phone. Right. It doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to be like a paper copy. Um, But that way and I've and I've never been asked again, but I have heard people get asked about this before. So yeah, yeah, I think I, I I must have heard about it in the SMC community, because once I started traveling with my daughter, I actually keep a copy of her birth certificate um, in my wallet, um, just normal, easily accessible. Um, and I keep it separate from the the copies of our passports that I keep just in case we lose our passports. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I heard about that cautionary tale um, in the SMC spaces. And so I just uh, started doing that automatically. But yeah, good, good, good point. All right. Tips for navigating the airport. Oh, I so so my older daughter this is another thing like I didn't really she's very precocious and like I didn't think I had to have the conversation with her before we went to the airport like hey these are officials right like don't be don't be all Uh like just tell them what it is and so Uh (laughs) I think she was like five at the time and she got into it with a with one of the people at the scanner because she was like they were like well how old are you um, and she was like, well, I'm five. 
And she was upset because in the clear line, they didn't have like, it was like, I think it was like 12 and under or something. And they didn't have like uh-huh. a special five-year-old like thing. Uh-huh. And she was like <laughs> arguing with them. And I was like, listen, <laughs> you just tell them your age. You tell them We're not doing little people jail today. <laughs> walk through the line. Like, so yeah, that was a thing. And then, you know, just coaching them on, you know, you have to put the bear through the scanner, right? It's not going to hurt him. But, you know, we had moments where she was like, I'm not putting my teddy bear on that scanner. What if it hurts him? And so we were like sitting there and I've got the kid melting down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, little things like that. Just realizing that when your kid gets to a certain age, you might actually have to coach them through the process so that they understand mm-hmm. like who these people are, why they're asking the questions and like, don't tell them that your name is Superwoman, which she did at one point. And I'm like, lovely. Awesome. I mean, luckily <laughs> at that time they thought it was funny, but I was just like, oh, we just five minutes before the plane leaves. <laughs> uh, so, so, so yeah, my, my tips, like I said, the stroller for little tired feet, I'll never forget when my oldest daughter was about 18 months and, you know, we took probably, this was our first, you know, I was dropping her off so that I can do business travel, dropping her off to family in Long Island. And I'm like, yes, you know, it's a short flight, no big thing. Well, I learned a lot on that flight. I learned that there are apps on your phone that you could load and little kids can play because my child had a meltdown and it was an evening flight. And the lady next to me was so super helpful. She pulled up a kid's app on her phone and gave it to, gave her phone to my daughter. And I was just like, they have apps for kids? On the phone. All right. So that was my first realization. And so then, um, but when we landed, so we landed in um, LaGuardia Airport, I think. No, JFK. And so the walk had to have been the longest walk from our terminal to baggage claim. And I did not have a stroller and I had a carry on. And, you know, at 18 months, babies are pretty solid. And, mm-hmm. you know, she did her little feet were taking like these tiny little steps. And I'm like, Oh, my goodness, my sister in law, like, we're here, we're here. I'm like, I know, we're so far away did not. So, you know, my my two tips for um, navigating the airport is take a lightweight foldable stroller with good wheels, mm-hmm. right? Because um, little tired feet, um, it can hold carry on bags if you have to race through the airport. Um, bring like the little sippy cups with lids, um, empty, of course, but you know, with a lid because kids spill and then go to the potty before boarding everybody like if you can get to the your boarding gate ahead of time, spy out the bathrooms, go make a run for it. And then you know, get on because in the age of you know, oh, we don't have a takeoff lane. Oh, we're going to be here for another hour. You don't want to be sitting there worried about if a little bladder or a big bladder is going to give out. And so those would be (laughs) my tip for Up until my daughter was about five, I would make her wear a pull up um, when we got on the plane, you know. Um, Another thing that I have done recently is when we go on trips, especially longer trips where there are like, you know, potentially weights in airports, what we do is um, I will go and get them like little toys and little like new coloring books that we don't open until we're actually on the plane or actually in the airport and there'll be like, like kind of little surprises mm-hmm. um, and it counterbalances the screen time because, you know, 
even if your kid's obsessed with screen time, like there's a limit where they're going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so kind of like having the new coloring book and having like, you know, just little twisty toys and things that they can play with is really Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, My older daughter likes Legos. So even like little Lego sets that you can put in little like Ziploc bags um, and they can pull it out and do it or like Polly pockets and things like that are, are really helpful. All right. All right. Good, good, good. And so we're, we're winding things down. What about long, long trips? So we both like, you know, international travel and, you know, the trips are upwards of, you know, six, seven, eight hours. What, how, how do you approach the um, long haul travel? So I think that like, you just have to, to a degree, embrace the suck. I know that sounds bad, but like, I think that like, I learned really early that it's worth, you know, if, if you want to go to these places and show your kids these things, like recognize that no kid's going to be perfect, right? You're, you're going to have that moment and the trip when you're just like, oh my gosh, this was a mistake, right? And you just have to kind of work through it, embrace the fact that it's going to suck. Um, you know, your kid may not love the plane, but that's kind of how you get them past. Like you, you have to get through that to get them past it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth it, right? Because then when you get them past that point, you can show them the world. And right. to me, that's huge, right? Like, I mean, the moment that my daughter, my older daughter, the best moment of our European trip was when she rounded the corner and saw the Pantheon for the first time. And Mm -hmm. she just like her face lit up and she looked up and she was like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was, it was a cool moment because like I was geeking out and then I was Uh like, she's geeking out and she's all like, I would love to live in Rome. We just have to maybe learn the language. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I loved sharing with her, you know, one of my favorite cities and Mm -hmm. um, that's a moment that, you know, I'll remember forever and she'll remember forever. And, and it's worth the fact that the plane ride over really sucked. Right. So, so then your, your, um, for long haul trips, your, your, your approach would be to embrace the suck. Okay. (laughs) Just embrace it. So for me, um, I will say this is, this is definitely a choose your hard, um, approach for me. Whenever I, um, do long trips or long travel, I plan on getting connecting flights, um, especially for land vacations. Yeah. I know some people would be like, but there's a greater chance of your luggage getting lost. And I appreciate that, but this is my heart. I'm willing to accept that that's part of our, um, international travel. Um, What I learned on a few of my trips is that there are hotels and there are suites that you can rent at the airport. And so my my plan is to get um, a connecting flight and then have those few hours in the airport where I book us a room where I can lay flat and get a good rest. My kids can stretch their legs and run around, you know, and, and build that into part of the vacation experience. Yep, the vacation will be extended probably by an extra day or two by having that um, longer connecting flight in the middle of our trips. But I've done that a few times. And it is just heavenly how my patience and my perspective changes for the next leg of the um, trip if I get to lay flat and rest. 
Yeah, I'm a coffee and wine type person. Just rip off the Band-Aid, right? I would rather just have like a, a long haul through. Like when we went to Rome, we went, we flew through Toronto. We had like a five hour layer in Tor- Toronto that was horrible. Um, mm-hmm. And then another eight hours to Rome. And I was just like, you know what? This is horrible. It sucks. It's like, you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. it's it's done faster. So... So at the top of the episode, we talked about planning the epic trip. What What's going to be the first trip that you take when the world opens back up? So we've continued to travel during the pandemic, at least from the, the perspective of being able to take driving trips. So we're going to actually go to the Outer Banks uh, in June and rent a house from someone we know, which hopefully will make me a little bit less anxious. Um, nice. But the first like real trip. So. I was I was supposed to go to Costa Rica for my 40th and that never <laughs> happened because of all of this craziness. So I'd actually really like to go to Costa Rica and you know sit in the middle of the jungle um yeah and just and just and just chill out with like you know a drink in my hand and 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 and, and just yeah be not in the US for a little while. Nice. Uh, on Costa Rica, like um, Costa Rica is another one of my memorable trips. Like their hot springs are amazing. And you, you're like in the jungle. I was like, oh, I'm in a hot spring someplace with bubbling, boiling water. Um, but um, but but yeah, that yeah. Amazing. I, yeah, yeah. Try the Baldy hot springs or um, I forget Terra. Um, there's, there's another, they, they have a few because, um, there, there are lots of volcanoes there Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the, the best of, you know, the lemon and lemonade stuff. Um, let's see, I, I am going to, to inchworm my way into, um, traveling with the kids. I think, you know, prior to the pandemic, um, the, um, some of the Florida SNCs, we were also planning, you know, to go back to Sandpiper Bay. And I think that I want to kind of like revisit that again, because right now I know whatever vacation I take, I need to be able to relax and actually like, you know, just get rest because I'm so exhausted. (laughs) Oh, well, as soon as the world opens up, you know, I will say that, you know, one of the chief complaints, you know, is that, you know, the, the property, you know, is just kind of, you know, it was in the process of being um, mod- modified or updated while we were there. Um, so I will say that to balance out expectations. But the the kids club was phenomenal. The staff was phenomenal, you know, and I just I just want to sleep. It'll be like how Hera got her groove back. <laughs> I'll be like, where's my yes. drink? Yes, <laughs> yes. Kids club. <laughs> Well, well, thank you, Hera, for for going down this 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 reminiscing memory lane. This actually felt like a mental um, vacation for me. So, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I and, will now be and, thinking of travel the entire day. <laughs> and and to our pod, you know, thank you again for for tuning in. And and if you enjoyed this this trip down memory lane, or if this got you motivated to kind of plan your epic vacation, then please share share shout us out on social media. You know, tell your friends and your coworkers and your grandma about our podcast. Share it with your coworkers. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mocha SMC. Like our um, Facebook page at um, Mocha SMC Podcast. Visit our website, www.mochasmc.com. And then join us next time as we continue to discuss this often hilarious journey into being a Black SMC. Until next time.
<laughs> Bye now.